News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. Now it is time for the Executive Chair here on Down to Business. We have a very interesting one if you're into the world of advertising and marketing. The guest this week is Ken Robertson, who's the founder and CEO of The 10th Man, one of Dublin's most vibrant advertising agencies, up to 38 staff now, which is quite large for an advertising agency. But he's also known as having one of the best job titles, I think, ever in Irish corporate life, Head of Mischief at Paddy Power. I suppose more traditionally known as the Advertising Director, Ken. He's the person credited with creating the iconic new global or sorry, the now global betting brand. He left Paddy Power in 2017 to set up the Tet Man, which is described as an international marketing and sports entertainment business. He's been leveraging his 18 years of experience at the coalface of the iconic Paddy, Bra- Paddy Power brand even. And he's now helping to advise other companies on brand strategy and other creative work. You're very welcome to Down to Business. Great to be here, Emmett. What an intro. Head of mischief. I mean, the title, the mind boggles. Uh, just go back a few years um, Paddy Power, of course, like Ryanair, known for their very brash, in-your-face advertising. Was that the world you were from, or did you have to kind of learn that Paddy Power culture when you went in there? Oh, I suppose if I re- rewind the clock back to the start, Emmett. So after I left school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So uh, I did a very sensible thing. I went to London to work in a record shop for a year, much to the absolute horror of my parents. So I came home around a year later and somehow kind of bluffed my way into a graduate programme for Extravision, the video rental chain. So this was back in the 90s, Emmett. I'm sure you remember Extravision was kind yeah, of... Yeah, Richard big. Murphy was the... Correct. I think he set it up after he had a motorbike accident. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He was a motorbike courier. I think. Um, <laughs> We're dating both of ourselves. Exactly. Um, so worked for Exhibition for seven or eight years, kind of learned um, everything I needed to know about marketing. Some great guys in there and kind of just learned the very basic rule that marketing at its at its most basic is is about entertainment. Um, Stuart Kenny, who was the founder of Paddy Power, was actually on the board of Extravision uh, while I was there. Um, I uh, was dabbling a little bit. Now, this is the late 90s, just with, um, you know, creating a website for Extravision, bits and pieces like that. I was into coding at a very young age. Uh, Stuart Kenny got wind of this, gave me a call. Uh, I met him and he said, look, I'm launching this online betting site called paddypower.com. I knew absolutely nothing about betting. Like, I mean, less than nothing. Our horses are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct, correct. And and I was very open with Stuart and I said, look, I'm, I'm not sure I'm your guy. I, I know how to build a website. I know nothing about betting. And he said, that's exactly what I want. So my first job was to go in. I was the very first marketing hire um, for Paddy Power. This was back in 1999. My first job was to help launch PaddyPower.com uh, which to be fair to Stuart and the rest of the Paddy Power team was the first betting brand anywhere globally to make that transition from high street to online. Um, and, and the rest is history. It just really took off from there. Now I've described their advertising type as a brash type of advertising. You may d- d- you know disagree with that. How did that whole thing come about? Like Paddy Power were known for particular ads. Obviously, they were they're a little bit like Ryanair in the sense that they were going up against more established your Ladbrokes sure. and your Carls and all the rest of them. So was it a case of having to just make an immediate impact? Whatever needed to be done had to be done to get out there. It, 
It was a few different things. Um, like I said, Stuart Kenny was one of the co-founders. If you ever met Stuart, um, there's a lot of the Paddy Power brand actually in Stuart Kenny and his personality. He's, he's he's a very funny individual, but he'd be one of the most politically incorrect people you'd ever meet as well. So a lot of Stuart was in the brand, which was great, which gave me a great kind of canvas to start, you know, layering different elements and personality traits on the brand. Our first ever campaign or my first ever campaign in Paddy Power was to launch uh, .com so uh, Stuart set me the challenge of I just don't want Irish headlines I want global headlines come back to me when you've you've cracked it so <laughs> this was the same year that uh, Nick Leeson was released from uh, prison after bringing down Bearings Bank uh, the rogue trader Nick Leeson so uh, somehow we managed to get in touch with him and we brought him over to what was the Alexander Hotel at that time big press launch um, it was the first public engagement Nick had since being released from, from prison over in Singapore so literally media from every corner of the globe turned up and all of a sudden Paddy Power was, was on the map so that very much kind of set the tone for what was to follow So you were, you were very ambitious you were doing things that other companies might have shied away from mm. Well, was there anyone in the company sort of um, saying, though, the whole pulling you back at all? Or was it just, no, we, this is this is part of our strategy. We This is the actual, this is the strategy. Or how did it come about? Or was it just like, we're up against incredibly well-resourced competitors. And if we don't make some kind of a splash, we, we will really struggle. Uh, uh, all of that, Emmett. I mean, we were very lucky, a team of people in Paddy Power, like literally everybody, they, they had drank the Kool-Aid in, in the good sense of the word. They they understand they understood the strength of the brand. I mean, Paddy Power fundamentally always was. It was a marketing-led business. It was a brand-led business. Um, everybody got that and they understood the value in it. But you're right, 20 years ago, um, shortly before I started, betting tax was halved. Uh, Charlie McCreevy halved it at the time. And all of a sudden, the Irish High Street became very interesting for the big UK operators. So Labrooks, Coral, Mecca, all came across and sure Paddy Power was going to be decimated. So, you know, it got clever. It start, started thinking outside the box and, you know, um, whoever kind of had the strongest brand was going to win. So that that kind of forces us to think now differently and serve it as well. Let's just briefly w- walk through your scrapbook, if, if, if yes. you can use such an old fashioned word. You've mentioned the Nick Leeson. Any other ones that kind of you, you, you remind us of um, that were controversial, that kind of made you a bit nervous even at the time? Oh, look, Emmett, mate. <laughs> and remember, we're, we have to finish this yeah, show shortly before say, one Make o'clock. yourself comfortable. <laughs> look, the, the ones that come to mind, um, the Euros back in 2012 um, it was 25 million quid to become an official betting category sponsor at the time uh, we weren't inclined to do that instead we did a little sidebar deal with Nicholas Bentner who was playing for Arsenal but he was also the, uh, the striker for Denmark in the championships and we said look Nicholas if, if you score a goal and as part of your goal celebration if you reveal that you're wearing Paddy Power lucky underpants we will, uh, <laughs> we, we will pay you an undisclosed sum of money um, which he did actually in the the opening game against Portugal didn't show off his underpants. We were devastated. No, and I don't, I don't think he scored many goals after well, that. Well, well now here's the rub. Then Ronaldo goes up the other end of the pitch and scores. Then in the 88 minute, ball is crossed into the box, into Bentner. Bentner heads at home, runs up the pitch, pulls up his Paddy Power lucky <laughs> underpants. <laughs> Cue global headlines for Paddy's. So look, that, that was one of one of a lot, one of several limits. You were complaining, one of your ads was complaining about the Pistorius one. Uh, you maybe don't want to go back into this, but very briefly, just give our listeners some idea of what you... Yeah, it was I, apparently officially the most complained about advertisement 
ever in British. You know, in British advertising is by a multiple of three as well. So 2014, um, the biggest, uh, I guess, news and current affairs event that year was the Pistorius trial. Uh, of course, we were betting on it. Um, if people are talking about it nine times out of ten, Paddy Power be betting on it. So uh, at one stage, it looked like there was a chance he was going to get off. So we had a money back special. To be fair, it was going to be an absolute travesty if uh, if he got away with it. So we had a money back special. Basically, if he was found not guilty, we'd refund all losing bets on the market. We'd give all the all the money back. And we chose to advertise this in the British uh, tabloids with their headline money back if he walks. Um, which the ASA didn't really <laughs> no. see the funny side of and exploded. And were you and worried about the, the taste here? You know, like what, what was there a constraint, a, a guardrail around you? Was there someone to say, Ken, no, you, you can't do this? Or And I'm not saying you had personal, but, you know, because that, yeah. one is, that is edgy, right? And I, that was, I, I was far from a Lone Ranger. Um, look, it, it was at a time when there was a... There was an appetite for risk in the business, um, which is appropriate coming from a betting company, I suppose. But, um, you know, it, it was certainly on the edgier side of what we had done before. We we did expect a reaction um, and, and that's always the case. And it's trying to, you know, manage the downside of that. Um, and if the upside outweighs the downside, nine times out of ten, we do it. But look, we, we didn't expect the... Uh, the extent of the negative reaction it ended up on Prime Minister's questions the yeah. two days after and I mean the uh, Ryan Ryanair you always sense that if they get a, a, a I suppose a rap across the knuckles from the advertising standards it's job well done if they don't the campaign was a failure I don't think it was quite as straightforward for Paddy Power but let's shoot forward um, to now your new company is not new but the company since then established in 2018 just um, at the, the tail end before Covid thankfully for you 10th man you're now employing 38 people there's a lot of advertising businesses out there. There's creative agencies. There's ones that do media buying and planning and so on. Tell us a little bit about Tent Man and what makes it different. Um, okay, well, I guess Tent Man for me was born out of a lot of frustrations I would have had um, in my role as marketing or advertising director of Paddy Power, dealing with some of the big kind of advertising agencies. So I spent time down in Melbourne. I spent uh, quite a few years in London, obviously Dublin as well, but more times than not, if I would go into an advertising agency with a specific business challenge, the answer was always quite an, expect, uh, quite an expensive 30 second TV ad, which I knew was not the case and it wasn't really what I wanted. Um, so Tentman came about, really born out of that frustration. Um, we call ourselves an international marketing and sports entertainment business. Um, like you said, there's 40 of us now. We're just based up the road from you, just off Camden Street. Um, and we're working with uh, quite a few clients now here in in Ireland, but UK, across Europe and most recently in the US as well. Well, listen, good luck with it. I'm afraid we don't have more time to talk about it, but you, you've got to get a good mention of it. And it's an interesting new approach and putting some competition up to some of the more established incumbents who've been around a long time. So it's no bad to shake that industry up. But for now, Ken Robertson, who is the founder and CEO of Tenth Man, thank you very much for joining us on Down to Business. Thank you, Emma. Pleasure. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling.